So if you're caught in a cycle of busyness and you're not really seeing any results, even though, you know, you work day and night, then it's probably because you're just wasting time on the wrong things and it's time to change that. Is it too harsh, too real? Good. That's the point. That's what we want. Hey there, you're listening to the Create to Convert podcast. I'm your host, Evgenia Devrashvili, but most people call me Gigi and so can you. I'm a designer, mama, tech lover, and business educator, and I'm here to help you skip the years of trial and error and share with you the ins and outs of running a profitable business that you love. Alone or with guest experts, we cover all the good stuff here. Business, marketing, creativity, AI, life's curveballs, and if you're a parent, even the secret recipe for juggling client deadlines with bedtime stories. So if you're up for a real talk, a good laugh, and advice, so actionable it should come with a warning label then you're in the right place my friend no frills no fluff just real raw actionable advice and good conversations i'm excited to have you here so let's jump into today's episode Hello there and welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited about this one because it's going to get a little spicy. I'll be honest with you. But before we begin, I feel like I need to give a little bit of a disclaimer of what's going to happen in this episode today. So today I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love, my friend, a little bit of friendly, ass-kicking, thought-provoking advice that sometimes we all desperately need to hear, but let's be honest, it also kind of sucks to have to listen to it. So if you're not into that kind of thing, if you're not really into, you know, tough love and all of that, then that's totally cool. No biggie, no hard feelings. Simply, you know, skip this episode and go listen to something else. But if you do want to stick around, then what I'm going to share with you today is five reasons five quite brutal, honest reasons why your business may be failing. So if you've been scratching your head, wondering why you're stuck in a rut, why you're not attracting clients, why things are not going the way you want them to go, then you're in for an enlightening and maybe a little bit uncomfortable 30 minutes or so. I'm not really sure how long this is going to go for. We'll see, but probably around 30 minutes. So if you're ready for that, awesome. Let's get down to it. All right, so first, let's tackle the elephant in the room, and that's the market. The market, the big, scary, bad villain that is just ruining us all. It's too saturated, too crowded. Clients don't value design anymore. The economy sucks. AI is taking over. There are too many designers, too many tools, too many alternatives. It's all the market's fault. I've heard it all. Maybe you've heard it all as well. Maybe you've even said some of those things. But here's my first brutal truth of this episode. Blaming the market is a convenient cop-out. It's easy to blame the market. And hey, you're not wrong in saying that it's saturated. It is. You're not wrong in saying that people's buying behavior is shifting. It is. And that there are more tech alternatives than uh, even just a few years ago. It's all true. But then why are some people succeeding and others don't? Why are there new designers on the market that achieve amazing results within a short span of time? Is it pure luck? I don't think so. We're all swimming in the same water facing the same quote unquote saturated market. But then there are those who are swimming with all the God. And then there's those who are barely, you know, dipping their toes in the water. It's not the market. It's what you're doing or failing to do in that market that makes the difference. And I know it may sound harsh, but pointing fingers at external factors that are affecting everyone kind of takes the responsibility from you in the first place. 
But guess what? This also means that you are taking away your own power to change, to grow, to thrive, to stand out, to do the thing, to make a difference. Markets are ever-changing landscapes. They always wear, they always will be. And in order to thrive, you do need more than luck. You require adaptability, creativity, and I say a little audacity as well, a little courage, a little courage to do the thing, to get out of your comfort zone. And the thing is, the reason why I'm being all tough love on you is because I know you can do all that. I know you can do hard things. But often, because of our own fear of failure, our own fear of responsibility, we point fingers at other things and we fold before we even had the chance to see our true potential. So I hope that even though some of these will sound a little harsh, I hope that you'll see that the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to succeed. Despite the saturated market, despite the shitty economy, despite the shifting buyer behavior or the rise of robots, I want you to succeed despite all of that. I think this should be a mic out moment. So editing team, if you're listening to me, let's add a little mic drop sound effect here for maximum impact before we get started. All right, let's dive into the first reason why your design business may be failing, and that is poor positioning. Look, we already established that we're in a crowded marketplace, right? Well, if you're looking and sounding like every other designer out there, then heck yeah, it's going to be a little bit crowded. If you don't make an effort to stand out, to understand what your unique value is and how you can amplify that, then you just become another name in a long list of options that your client is going to choose from. And hey, I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that your client may be, you know, doing a little bit of price shopping. We all do that. But if you have nothing to really stand out, nothing to really grab their attention or connect on a deeper level, then all you have to compete is price. And that's not where you want to be. That's how you end up being stuck in a place where you undercharge, where you land clients who value cheap price over anything else and you end up feeling pretty miserable. I don't want that for you. So how can you change that? Well, step one, identify what makes you actually different from your competition. What makes you stand out? What unique skills or attributes are you bringing to the table? What's your edge? And don't say you don't have one. I can already see you, you know, on your treadmill or walking your dog, driving your car thinking, oh, well, there's nothing special about me. I call BS on that right now because each one of us is different. Whether it's your design aesthetic, whether it's your process, maybe a deep knowledge of a particular industry, dig deep. Do the work, do the hard thing, and you'll find it. The other thing I want you to look at is your own branding. Does it actually reflect those unique qualities? And I'm not just talking about your visual identity, which we're all obsessed with. Come on, we're all creatives here. We all want to look good. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the language you use, the clients and the projects you feature in your portfolio, the brand personality that oozes through your content. Come on, you know this better than anyone. Your positioning should echo every corner of your business, from the clients you take on to the way you show up and you promote yourself online. So take an honest look at how you're currently showing up, how you're perceived by your audience, and what are you currently doing to show what makes you special? How are you backing that up with concrete results you're bringing your clients? It's time to stop hiding because if you don't differentiate yourself, guess what? No one will do it for you. And that leads me to reason number two. You're not actually promoting yourself, your business, and your offers. I see this 
all the time. You're running a business, but there's no marketing involved. And you can be the most talented, extraordinary designer out there. If people don't know you exist, well, (laughs) people don't know you exist. That's it. You're running a business. And whether you like it or not, marketing is not optional. Whether you like selling or not, whether you like promoting yourself or not, it's necessary for people to find out about you. Otherwise, you're just relying on basic luck or maybe some word of mouth referrals from past clients to fill out that pipeline. And honestly, that's a pretty stressful place to be in. I mean, of course, referrals are amazing. There's no denying that. And 85% of my clients come from word of mouth, but it took me a heck of a lot of marketing and promotion to get to that point. And I still invest a lot of time into marketing myself and expanding my authority and gaining exposure gaining right in front of my potential clients to bring new fresh leads into the pipeline. So how can you solve that? Well, it's going to sound pretty obvious, but it's time to talk about yourself and all you do. So how can we solve that? Well, it's going to sound pretty obvious, but it's time to talk about yourself and what you do. Like a lot to the point where you may think that everyone is getting sick of you, but in reality, the algorithm is only showing your stuff to like 20% of your audience. I know hard truth, but it's a fact. You need to start dedicating more time to your marketing and create an actual plan for it. Who is your ideal client? Who do you want to work with? What do they need help with? Where do they hang out? What content do they consume? How can you reach them? Are they on LinkedIn and you're still spending hours scrolling Instagram every day? Maybe it's time to change that. Are they not even online, but actually they're the type of person who prefer face-to-face events? Awesome. Start networking, getting into communities, collaborating, running workshops, taking action. Action is the only thing that will drive progress. Now, listen, I know self-promotion can feel kind of achy and awkward sometimes. And I think the reason why a lot of people think about it this way is because they think that it's like running into a room and shouting, hey, look at me, I'm amazing. But if you shift your mindset around marketing and selling and promoting and realize that it's not all transactional and you focus on building connections and relationships first, I think you'll find that marketing is actually way easier than you thought. All right, let's move on to reason number three. We briefly touched on the importance of having a marketing plan to promote yourself and attract clients, but on a larger scale, having no business plan or no strategy behind your business is also a pretty big reason why you may be stuck. People tend to generally struggle with making long-term goals and long-term commitments, long-term plans, especially when it comes to their business. Well, honestly, I just like to survive over the next 12 months. Like that's how many people think. But even to survive, you got to have a plan, some sort of map you can actually follow to actually achieve that, to get to that result. Otherwise, you just get lost in this reactive mindset where you're basically taking on everything that comes your way from difficult clients to underbaked projects and everything in between and you collapse. So think about your own business goals. What do you want to achieve in three months, six months, a year, three years? How can you backtrack those goals and break it down into milestones? Break those milestones into smaller steps. What needs to happen? What's one thing you could actually do today to get closer to that goal? And most importantly, review that plan. Don't just make it once and forget about it. Block time in your calendar right now, at least on a quarterly basis or ideal on a monthly basis to sit down and check in on your progress and review your goals. Because a business plan isn't a set it and forget it kind of thing. 
Remember, our industry is evolving all the time. Our businesses change, we change. And our goals and our strategy, it needs to reflect that. So if you don't currently have any sort of business plan, any sort of strategy around your business, around how you envision the next months, the next years of your business go, what your vision for your business is, it's time to sit down, turn off your phone, turn off your laptop, and just focus on that. Create a plan for yourself and then backtrack it to see how you can break it down into smaller steps to actually achieve it. Okay, moving on to the next reason. And oh boy, I'm so excited about this one because I see this one a lot and I think a lot of us can relate to it. And that is staying busy, but not productive. Mm -hmm. Did that hit the spot? That feeling when you're buried in tasks all day long and you're kind of tapping yourself on the shoulder at the end of the day because you had such a busy day. But then you look back and you realize that actually none of it really contributed to your business growth. None of it really moved the needle for you. Listen, I'm guilty of that one too, more often than I'd like to admit, because especially when mentally I'm not in the right place, when I'm struggling to juggle work, motherhood, household, wifing, is that even a word? I don't know, wifing and everything else, then I can often get stuck in this productive procrastination, a place where I'm just you know doing all the things without really doing a thing. You know, and this state is a true killer because busy work is very seductive. It makes you feel accomplished without really accomplishing anything truly meaningful, anything that really moves the needle in your business. You know, things like updating your client portal and organizing your workspace and cleaning your downloads folder and polishing off your website, even though it already looks pretty darn good. Uh, endless scrolling, endless learning, tweaking your templates all of that. All these things aren't really doing anything to help you land more clients or grow your business. But we do it because it's easier. It's more fun. It's more exciting, right? Who wants to do the hard things anyway? Well, we do, okay? Because we are badass business owners and we want to succeed, right? And that means being more mindful and more strategic when working in our business. It's awesome that you're making time to work in your business, but you need to use that time proactively. Think about what are the things that will actually make an impact in my business? What's currently hurting my business? What am I currently wasting time and money on in my business? Is there anything I can outsource? I can delegate. Focus on money-making activities. You need to free up that time for strategic moves. And by the way, that also means learning to say no. Not every project or every client is going to be worth your time. In fact, sometimes you may actually lose money <laughs> on a project and lose a lot of time on it. So you need to be more selective because time is the only real currency you have and it's way too precious of a resource to waste it. So if you're caught in a cycle of busyness, as they call it, and you're not really seeing any results, even though, you know, you work day and night, then it's probably because you're just wasting time on the wrong things and it's time to change that. Okay, are you still with me? Are you okay? Is it too harsh, too real? Good, that's the point, that's what we want. All right, let's move on to our final reason, reason number five, and that's the fact that you're letting imposter syndrome bring you down and you're spending too much time chasing perfection. Ouch, I know, I know, it sucks to hear that. But listen, business isn't 
all business. It's also very much an emotional, psychological battlefield that we need to learn how to navigate daily. And you can feel like the most badass designer out there, but sometimes it takes one client email or one Instagram post to make us want to burn the whole thing to the ground, roll into fetus position and just cry on the floor all day. I get it. I've been there just earlier today. And I'm not saying that you know, you should numb your emotions. Absolutely not. Your emotions are valid and you need to express them. But it's different when you let those two nemesis mess with your head. When you let imposter syndrome doubt your skills and whisper shit in your ear and question every single one of your decisions, when it makes you spend hours comparing your work and your content to other people on Instagram, leading you to comparison paralysis when you decide not to do anything because what's the point? Because you'll never be as good. Does that sound right? Or on the flip side, you get stuck nitpicking every single pixel and wasting time that could be spent on, for example, acquiring clients or growing your exposure or, heck, dare I say it, living your life. Can you imagine? Your obsession with getting it right becomes this never-ending cycle. And before you know it, when you lift up your head, you realize that you're stuck exactly in the same place where you were while others have been doing their thing and they're now ahead of you. And now you're back to imposter syndrome again. Great. It never ends. And it would be so easy of me to say, listen, snap out of it. But I know it doesn't work this way because I personally struggle with these two pretty often. It would be a lie if I told you otherwise. And one thing that helped me manage it, one thing I got better at is acknowledging it and figuring out the real source of the problem. So one thing I do when imposter syndrome really gets the best of me is actually take a piece of paper and write down what that thought is. For example, I'm a crappy designer, right? That's that's my imposter thought of the day. I'm a crappy designer. I write it down on a piece of paper and I stare at it. <laughs> I stare at it and then I go and ask myself five questions. The first one is, is this thought based on a fact or feeling? Is it really true? Is it based on a specific incident that made me think that of myself? Or is it just a feeling that I have? Number two, have I felt this before? And if yes, have I proven myself wrong? Now, a lot of the time, the imposter thoughts that we have, they kind of repeat themselves. It's always the same pattern, right? And most often than not, we do come out the other side with a win. We do manage to overcome it. So realizing that I can overcome this thought because I did it already in the past really helps. Number three is, is this thought constructive or deconstructive? It's obviously it's good to reflect and to kind of find ways to improve yourself. But if this thought has no purpose at all and it's only there to tear me down, then span that, bend that, scratch that. It has no purpose. Number four, and I learned this from a friend, actually. What would I say to someone else who is feeling this way? We tend to be so kinder and nicer to other people than we are to ourselves. So give to yourself that same courtesy and try to talk to yourself as if you were talking to a friend. What would you say to a friend if they say, damn, I'm such a crappy designer? Try and say that to yourself. And number five is what can I do right now to actually contradict this? Like what's the one action that will help me see Otherwise, maybe it's looking at some awesome client feedback I recently uh, received. Maybe it's looking at my portfolio, a side project I'm currently working on. Or if I truly feel that, you know, man, I am a crappy designer. I suck at Illustrator. I need to get better. Then in that case, 
Can you come up with a plan to improve it? Can you watch a YouTube tutorial, uh, learn something new, enroll in a course, etc., to really help you overcome that? Now, I don't actually go through all of these five questions every time. Sometimes the first question already makes me feel way better, but I do recommend you try this exercise. So like write down all of these questions on a post-it, put it somewhere visible and just refer back to it when needed. And I think you'll find it's really helpful next time you have that crippling thought, imposter thought, just whispering in your ear. And then when it comes to perfectionism, you've got to learn how to embrace good enough. Now, I'm not saying that delivering subpar work is, is what you should be doing. But the truth is our expectations of ourselves are always higher than what other people are expecting of us. And you need to learn how to recognize whether you're actually working on improving something or you're just wasting time and the time spent on this thing isn't actually bringing any more value. You're just investing time for it and it's kind of giving you um, diminishing results at this point. Our mind is super powerful and it can be your biggest assets, but it can also be your biggest enemy sometimes. So don't let it sabotage your success by falling into the trap. And if you do, if you do get trapped by imposter syndrome or perfectionist, which happens to all of us, acknowledge it and find a way to help you overcome that and push that aside. All right, so I think we covered five reasons already, but actually while I was talking about this last one, I had another thought that I want to share with you because I think we all need to hear it. It's a pretty big one. And that's the fact that some of you are just throwing in the towel way too early. Now, listen, I get it. It's a tough industry. It's competitive. It's demanding. And there are days when honestly... I question why I'm doing this at all. Like, why can't I just get a normal job? But sometimes all you got to do is be just a little more patient. If none of the reasons above really resonated with you, if none of what I said, you know, you were listening to it and you were like, Gigi, what the heck? I'm not doing any of those things and I'm not seeing the results anyway. Then listen, please be patient. Believe in yourself a little bit more. Success takes time. You may not see the results you want just yet, but just look at the progress you've made already. I'm ready to bet that you've made progress, that your skills are better, your projects are more awesome, you're attracting better clients, maybe even charging more. It may not seem like much compared to yesterday or last week or last month, but it's a huge difference when you look at the bigger picture. Have you looked at the bigger picture really? Let's look at it this way. Imagine you plant a seed, okay? And you water it, you wait a couple of days, maybe even weeks, months. You keep coming back on it, checking in on it, and nothing's happening. Like it's it's not growing, it's not sprouting. So you get frustrated and you decide to take it out, to uproot it. And you're disappointed because just you didn't see any growth and it just sucks, you wasted all this time. But you know what happened in the meantime? That seed grew roots. It established roots. It built a stronger foundation for its future growth. It was just about to break through, but you decided otherwise. You sabotaged its own growth. And we do that over and over and over again in our life and our business. So try to reframe your mindset around that. Understand that setbacks are part of the journey, not a sign that you shouldn't end it. Take it from me. I had my fair share, fair share of setbacks and obstacles, but every one of them is a lesson disguised as a letdown. Try to set yourself up for success by focusing on smaller, achievable goals that are stepping stones to your big vision. 
Don't try to run to the top straight away. Celebrate small wins instead that will keep you fueled for the long haul because you need patience in business. And finally, remember why you started. There was a spark, a real spark that got you to start your business in the first place that made you want to be a designer, create amazing things, help people, become a business owner. Try to reconnect with that. Or maybe you need to check your commitment. Maybe your heart is just not in it anymore. And that's okay too. You are allowed to slow down, pause, pivot, and frankly, do whatever you want to do that feels right and more aligned with what you want. So check in with yourself. Ask yourself, am I being patient enough? Am I being graceful enough? Am I giving myself time to grow or do I have unrealistic expectations of myself? And do I still want to do this? Is my heart still in it enough for me to commit to doing the right thing. Because you need to be inspired. You need to be motivated. You need to be loving what you do in order to work hard for it. All right, that was a lot. (laughs) That was a lot. I'm giving you a huge virtual hug because I know that was tough to hear. But I want to rub this up by saying that, listen, none of us is truly immune to the stuff I mentioned today. I've experienced every single one of those things myself from poor positioning to lack of marketing to giving up too soon. But I think what sets many successful entrepreneurs apart is that ability to recognize those momentary setbacks, because let's be honest, we all have them, and not let those define you, not let them confuse you, but instead learn from them and move forward. And that's what I want from you. So if you've recognized some of these missteps, if you've resonated with anything said here today, please don't beat yourself up. As I said earlier, yes, I gave you a bit of tough love, but it's all coming from big love. It's never too late to change, to learn, to experiment, to adapt, or even to completely change course if you need to. I always said that sometimes the biggest setbacks can become catalysts for the most remarkable comebacks. And maybe yours is just around the corner. Maybe you're just letting your roots grow so you can break through that surface, right? Because we talked about the seed and all of that. Do you get it? Do you get it? Okay, good. All right. So that's it for today, my friend. If you found value in what I shared today, please consider sharing it with your audience, maybe sharing it in your stories on Instagram, maybe just share it with a friend who needs to hear this as well and needs a little bit of tough love as well. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, review the podcast, and I will speak to you next time, my friend. Bye for now. 